It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 98 of Mardi and Voyage Thither, Volume 1 by Herman Melville. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 98. The Tale of a Traveler. It was Samoa who told the incredible tale, and he told it as a traveler. But stay-at-homes say travelers lie. Yet a voyage to Ethiopia would cure them of that, for few skeptics are travelers, fewer travelers liars, though the proverb respecting them lies. It is false, as some say, that Bruce was cousin German to Baron Munchausen but true, as Bruce said, that the Abyssinians cut live stakes from their cattle. It was in good part his villainous transcribers who made monstrosities of Mandeville's travels. And yet, though all liars go to Gahana, yet, assuming that Mandeville died before Dante, still, though Dante took the senses of hell, we find not Sir John, under the likeness of a roasted neat's tongue, in that infernalist of infernos, the inferno. But let not the truth be postponed. To the stand, Samoa, and through your interpreter, speak. Once upon a time, during his endless sea rovings, the Upoluan was called upon to cobble the head of a friend, grievously hurt, in a desperate fight of slings. Upon examination, that part of the brain proving as much injured as the cranium itself, a young pig was obtained, and preliminaries being over, part of its live brain was placed in the cavity the trepan accomplished with coconut shell, and the scalp drawn over and secured. This man died not, but lived. But from being a warrior of great sense and spirit, he became a perverse-minded and piggish fellow, showing many of the characteristics of his swinish grafting. He survived the operation more than a year, at the end of that period, however, going mad and dying in his delirium. Stoutly backed by the narrator, this anecdote was credited by some present, but Babalanja held out to the last. Yet, if this story be true, said he, and since it is well settled that our brains are somehow the organs of sense, then I see not why human reason could not be put into a pig, by letting into its cranium the contents of a man's. I have long thought that men, pigs, and plants are but curious physiological experiments, and that science would at last enable philosophers to produce new species of beings by somehow mixing and concocting the essential ingredients of various creatures, and so forming new combinations. My friend, Atahalpa, the astrologer and alchemist, has long had a jar in which he has been endeavoring to hatch a fairy, the ingredients being compounded according to a receipt of his own. But little they heeded Babalanja. It was the traveler's tale that most arrested attention. Tough the thews, 
and tough the tales of Samoa. End of chapter 98